Welcome to Remotely Creative, a RemCAD podcast where we talk to artists, designers, and wildcards about how they're surviving in the era of COVID-19 isolation. I'm your host, Rob Flattery, and our guest today is Meredith Ketchell. Based in Chicago, Meredith hosts two comedy shows, Chicago Underground Comedy and Late Late Breakfast. She is also the executive director of an arts collective called AG47, a freelance illustrator, and she is earning her master's degree in secondary education. Meredith, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah. So how are things going in Chicago? Oh, um, well, as far as I can tell from out my picture window, it seems like it's mostly dogs at this point. It seems to be dogs walking their owners a thousand times a day. Um, other than that, I think people are a little worried about the restaurants and especially our venues. I am also worried about our venues right now because that's where we do a lot of our art making here in Chicago. But uh, we've got um, some really cool community here. I, I'm not like terrified, you know. That's, I mean, that's all you can <laughs> ask for, right? Like you're, you're not scared to be there. So oh. talk about the dogs. Are the dogs doing the food delivery? Yeah, dogs are doing food delivery. They're the cops now. Um, they're doing all sorts of like, yeah, traffic uh, signaling. They're standing up on two legs. It's terrifying. See, that's the scary part. They've assimilated. <laughs> they are they're running the world. You know what? They're doing a great job. They have no political parties. It's just sort of like bark and arf. It's fine. It's great. <laughs> all right. You just throw them a little treat and then th yeah. they're good? Yeah. They're good. They take a little nap in your yard and go great. I like it. I so, love it. With the venues closing, how is that working for things like your comedy shows? Oh my gosh, that's a great question. So comedy like ground to a halt immediately, as it should. Here's the thing, Rob. Everyone needs a break. Go lay down. I've been saying it for years. Comedians are a hustle and grind type of community and they never sleep and it's very insular. So it's like a very echo chambery. You know, it happens in pretty much any creative community. Um, but it stopped and I'm like, I think it's good for everyone's brains, but people are still trying to do like virtual shows, which I think is incredibly depressing. Uh, just because it's just, it would be like you and I talking, but then there's a bunch of blank other screens where you can't hear people laughing. And that is a nightmare. Yeah. I can't imagine. Yeah. You, you kind of need that call and response there. To, <laughs> it's like to literally, it's the drug for comedians. <laughs> That's exactly what you, they do it for. So uh, yeah, I'm sure some people are suffering. I needed a break. I've been doing it nine years. Like This is great for me. Well, yeah, it's a good little break time. So do you think with all this that's going on that the comedy industry is going to change as a result of the pandemic? It's a really good question. So every few years, you'll see something like a CISO or like now I think it's called Quilby or Quibbly or something. Uh, yep. Yeah, the little yep. like quick video. They're like quick video. They like try and get like fresh voices to do whatever they want. And it's like, to me, it seems like some investment bros pipe dream that doesn't know really anything. It's like when guys buy bars, but they've never worked in a bar. That's what these things feel like. So I think a lot of it will go online. I think a lot of everything is going online right now. Um, it, it was headed there anyways. But um, yeah, I don't know. Live comedy, who knows, truly. Yeah, I, you know, I was talking to someone about commercial real estate yesterday and just <laughs> how everybody like working from home and all this, like commercial real estate is just like going 
like tanking right now. Yeah, and like the like like crazy anarchist like art school kid in me is like turn them all into like affordable daycares and gardens, man. But it's like that's not gonna happen. So you just gotta hope that you know the billionaires starve out, which I don't think will happen. I just want to buy an old firehouse like the Ghostbusters. That's <gasps> you should. Can you buy those out in Colorado? Because they have them in Chicago that you can buy. I mean, they have them here, but I think they're inhabited. I don't know if they're for yeah. sale. Yeah, they're always like some cool, like, quirky, like, white couple that are just like, yeah, we have a, the pole. <laughs> That's what I want. I just want the fireman's pole, not for anything weird besides just sliding I down it. You. I don't believe you. I, I promise <laughs> you that's the only reason. If you get to know me, you'll understand that is one of my life's dreams, to have a fireman's just, pole. <laughs> I, just, I just visualized you just running up the stairs super fast and coming down and just, like, totally out of breath every time, like a little kid. To yep, that would be me. Grab one of my dogs, slide down the pole. We'll figure out how to do like old school Batman. Oh, I love Batman it. And Robin. I feel like that's our generation's like dream because we watched so much real world growing up. Like it was always like, oh, they live in a kooky, weird loft that used to kill sheep. But now all they used all these hooks for making out. True story. True story. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But yeah, so, things are things are good here. I'm not worried about comedy super a lot. How are they in Colorado? Uh, the, everything's been shut down since like uh, mid mid March. Um, mm -hmm. You know, uh, it's it's kind of weird. You'll get the emails from the the different venues, and they'll be like, "We're still closed. You can buy gift cards to keep us in business." And you know, you like feel bad. Um, oh no, we bought so many of them. Yeah, the movie theater here, um, we have Alamo Draft House, which is like, yeah. yeah, so we have Alamo Draft House, and, you know, that's like my favorite place to go. Um, we, ours is Logan Theater, and we've bought like $200 worth of gift cards just to be like, please live, please. Yeah, exactly. Well, they do um, curbside food, so like you buy, like, a, I think I bought a lasagna, and then it came with like card what? game and no! and popcorn and free toilet paper what? You, you just go and you pick it up you just like text them and they'll just bring it out and put it in your trunk um i'm obsessed with this yeah this is an amazing idea i would and do they this sell bottles of wine we, i bought a few bottles of wine from them i mean i love this yeah logan theater does not do that at all yeah this is just... i mean the places that I'm really invested in, I'm like, what can I do to make sure they stay in business? Yeah, I, I think everyone's feeling like that, especially as like, I don't know, like, I'm not a poor person by any means, you know, like they say I'm not a starving artist. Right. Um, but it's really strange to figure out where to allocate these extra funds that I have from like not going out. But mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm like trying to go out, but online, via online or like via pickup, it's hard. We have um, a very, very, very fancy restaurant here called Alinea. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's, it's not like Red Lobster of Olive Garden. Those are oh, not fancy restaurants. I love Red Lobster so much. I dream about it. Cheddar Bay yeah. Biscuits. Ugh, you said it. And now I'm going to make them tonight. You know, I got it. Uh, no, but they're normally um, just to eat one meal there per person. It starts at two fifty a person. And uh, it's like very like experimental. Like it's a balloon that's like up in the air. It's like filled with helium, but you bite it and it tastes like strawberries and spaghetti. 
Um, but they're doing takeout, so, like, people can go and, like, get a prime rib and, like, a shepherd's pie from the fanciest restaurant, like, top 50 in the world. And that's awesome, because I'd never be able to afford it otherwise. It's, like, 30 bucks. Oh, that's awesome. I um, know. There, there's a, uh, a restaurant in L.A. Um, called Gwen. Gwen? G-W-E-N. Um, Have I seen that on MasterChef Junior? Maybe. I don't know. I haven't seen MasterChef Junior, but... It's my favorite show of all time, I gotta tell you. If you want to join my league, it's got openings right now. It's an incredible <laughs> show. Well, we went there, and they just, like, you sit down, and they're like, do you have any allergies? And you're like, no. And then they're like, all right. And then and they just bring you stuff? It's 17 courses, and you get the <laughs> menu afterwards. <laughs> and it's all just, like, emojis, and you're like, wow. Um, I had to Google some of the stuff that we oh, ate. That's um, my dream. Yeah. That's so cool. And it was, there was three of us, and it was... You know, game, I'm sure. Somebody else was buying. It was his idea, and we ate at 11:30 at night. Yeah, that's how it is. Like, you, unless you have reservations from like birth, yeah. uh, you eat at night. And they brought out this big box when you first get in. Um, the waiter comes over, takes your drink order, and then brings out this box. And then there's like 24 different like knives in there, and he will <laughs> tell you a story about each one. And, and just like, dude, I just need something to cut my meat. And my wife picked the switchblade. She got like a switchblade knife for steak. So, oh my god! I'm sure it was steak. It was some sort of meat. I love that though. Like, if you would have told my grandparents, "Hey, in the year 2020, when you go to dinner, it's a performance. They give you a box of knives, and then they don't give you a menu. They would have been infuriated." And I love that. It was awesome. I mean, yeah. I probably will never go again, um, but I no. might. You never know. I'm not going to rule it out, but it, it yeah. was definitely worth the experience. It's like going to Benihana, spending 20 times as much, but it's totally fine. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably spend 300 bucks at Benihana if someone let me. Oh, it's, it's the place. That's that's my one place I'm ready to go. Like, open back up. I'm going to Benihana. Hey, I'm saying go there now. Just find a chef, call him up. Him, bring him in, barricade the doors. Just eat them out of house and home. Every meal, Benihana. Sounds great. I, I'm. It's a felony, but it's worth it. I know. I I could do that. <laughs> now I'm just thinking about fried rice. I'm I'm with it. I got some in the fridge. Nice. So, do you think uh, laughter and humor are helping you cope with anxiety? Oh my gosh, that's a really good question. I don't know. It depends on if you see laughter as like a form of engagement or as a form of escapism, right? So I don't know that I necessarily see it as escapism because it's been sort of a job for me for a long time. Um, so I'm thinking about like, oh, I wonder how much they paid John Early to be in this. And I wonder like what his connections were and blah, blah, blah. And like when they filmed this before all of this, and if the PAs are okay and <laughs> like, it's like less fun, but I will say like, I have been revisiting some of my favorite stuff more as like a comfort food. So maybe I do have a little bit of both of the escapism and yeah. Um, I rewatched all of um, Tim Robinson's I Think You Should Leave. It's on Netflix. If you have not seen it, it is the best thing that came out last year. It's just six episodes. I think they're all 15 minutes and it's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Awesome. I have to check yeah. it out. Former SNL member. Nice. I like yeah, it. Yeah, it's great. Mm -hmm. So but, Go, go continue. Sorry. No, I wasn't going to say anything. Oh, okay. 
that's the weirdest part about these Zoom interviews is that I don't know if somebody's about to, I can't read body inflection if someone's about to say something. So No, it's insane. And also like in a normal conversation, I wouldn't be holding my head this far forward. Like, I need you to know that I do, I do have like a regular stance, but I need to like get up here when I'm in Zoom. Just yeah, be right I, in your face. I have the microphone that I can move with me so I can act relaxed. But so <laughs> oh, it's very cool. That's a very cool chair you have also. Yes, it's, it's my fancy chair. Um, Love that. I have found out that it is fancy for two or three hours, but eight hours, your butt kind of hurts. I ordered a seat cushion. I recommend the purple seat cushion if you are oh, in need. I am actually. Yes. I would lift up this chair, but it is ripped to shreds. I've had this desk chair I found in an alley in Pilsen in Chicago since college. So, well, you yeah, know, you served me well. They, they say you have to replace a mattress every seven years. I'm thinking desk chair is probably a 10 year. Probably, where I probably. spend literally all my time. Yeah. Sure, probably. Yeah. Well, you know, I've seen a lot of people in like really crappy dining room chairs and they're like, hold on, I got to get a sugar packet to make this not I know. like on their Zoom meetings for work. I'm like, all right, got to step your game up a little bit. So yeah. Are you still in office right now or are you at home? I'm at home. You're at home. Yeah. I'm in yeah, my basement. I... Oh, you got a basement. That's great. That's the, perfect. The chill cave. I don't know. Ah. I'd made that up. That doesn't work. I got, I got to like a lot better than man cave. I gotta be honest. Yeah, you know? I mean, my wife comes down here. My, my Good. dogs are both females. They're always down here. Oh, then it is a chill cave. We're female friendly in, in this house. You know what they call that? The red tent. That's from, yeah, that's where they used to send women on their periods. Something called a red tent. They'd have to wait it out in there. Isn't that, that gross? That doesn't, <laughs> well, I mean, it's not necessarily gross. It's just not very nice. No, it's not. No, but it is funny to think about just a big red tent. <laughs> Somebody just sitting, staring at a wall, waiting for it to be over. That's funny. Um, it, it is. Now I'm like thinking about the process. and Yeah, it's gross. Yeah, it's like someone has to check and then you're like, ah, you. And you're like, ah, you got me. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, I feel bad for anyone because I normally work at home. So like, I'm, I have a little office. It's our second bedroom. But my fiance just works out in the living room, like on our couch and just mm -hmm. is hunched over all day in his little laptop. And he, he got such a nice little ergonomic chair for his office. It's so sad. He, oh. he, can't, he can't go rescue yeah. it in the middle of the night. I don't know. Maybe we should. What a good idea. We'll do a little recon. That sounds fun. I need mine, any adventure right now. Exactly. A friend of yeah. mine works at Whole Foods corporate and Ooh. you know, they in, in Austin, Texas, and when they did this, um, they didn't bring anything home. And then they had to like all make trips to like go get essentials from their office. And basically yes. it was like everybody took their desk chairs, their monitors, their yes. just like loading stuff up. I'm like, oh, no one's coming back after this. No, you will never believe this. My girlfriend moved to Pennsylvania to be closer to like family. She's got an Illinois uh, driver's license. Um, she went to go buy a car because she needed a car out there. They can't sell it to her or lease it to her because she doesn't have a Pennsylvania driver's license. And so they just gave it to her. She didn't pay any money. They just gave her a car. People are giving up, Rob. They're giving up. And I love it. Maybe I need to venture out of the house. I think, I think so. I had a big sweaty adventure today. It was fun. 
Yeah, you got stuck in traffic. I got stuck in traffic. I went over to where my collective usually meets. We usually meet at a, a little church in, here in Logan Square in Chicago and uh, had a little scary adventure because it's, a, you ever been in an empty church by yourself? It's creepy. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. There's too many places to hide. Mm -mm. Yeah. People, dead people go in there. They put dead people in there and then they take them back out. No, thank you. Well, you got to come visit the school when, next time you're in Colorado. And I would love there's, to. There's lots of former dead people that... Tell me more. Our campus used to be a tuberculosis hospital in the early <gasps> 1900s. Oh my gosh. We have tunnels underneath... Oh, whoa. I know. I can't believe you haven't heard all about this. It's Honestly, totally with our with our very mutual and wonderful friend who is <laughs> as morbid as I am, I would expect her to tell me all, all of this, but I'm glad it's coming from you. I, I, I think it's better that way. So yeah. tell me about this collective you mentioned. Um, so I run, I'm the executive director now, but I was creative director for a very long time. It's called AG47, um, which originally meant art girls uh, and... AG47 is also the periodic table for uh, silver, which is the strongest bonded element. Okay. Anyways, it's kids 11 to 17. We pair them up with a working artist, a mentor, and then they get to pick the theme that we make art on for four months. Um, this year, you won't believe it, last, last May they picked the theme for this year, and the theme for this year is Apocalypse. And so we were making... <laughs> We were making this like great art about like what would it be like in an apocalypse, and now we are kind of a little bit in one. Just taking and pictures so, of the TV and posting those. It's so <laughs> crazy. It's so crazy. But we're like trying to come up with stuff that we can do online and just keep the energy going because. Who knows when the next time we'll see each other is. Yeah, for sure. How, yeah. What kind of projects are you doing online with them? Oh, gosh. Um, well, the first one was really fun. We did kind of like a Secret Santa thing where everyone came up with a prompt, which were then like switched around and everyone got a separate prompt. So like the one that I got was um, come up with a question and then call as many people as you can in about, you know, an hour or two hours. Give yourself a limit. And just don't even say hi. Just ask the question and record the answers however you want. So my question was, um, who is your favorite American? Which really throws people off. Rob, who is your favorite American? I know. I mean, Lincoln, obviously. Oh, that's a good one. That's a great one. And then that's... number two mm -hmm. would be the guy who invented the McRib. Oh, see... That's the nuance, the beautiful nuance. Oh, the McRib. McRib it needs to be year round. I'm going to start a GoFundMe for the McRib year round. <laughs> that's, that's on my to-do list. Yeah, no, no, no. Now is the time to start protesting, especially online. They have to listen to us now. What else do they have to do? What are they going to do? Twitter campaign. McDonald's, <laughs> McDonald's will respond. I'm in it. I'll retweet you. <laughs> I'm, all right. This is when Perfect. I'm starting tomorrow. Perfect. New tonight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been really great. I think uh, the one of the projects somebody got was like, go around your neighborhood and collect as much stuff to bring home and create a diorama of like your house or like, you know, draw something that makes you feel really, really good and send it to somebody. So it's just stuff to like keep everyone engaged and like creative 
but without a whole lot of pressure of like, hey, we're making this for final showcase. Right. You have to show this. Because we're really, I mean, ultimately, you're just trying to teach kids that anything creative that you do, it's just a process. It's a practice. It's just something that you're going to flex every day, like your muscles. So trying to do that. Definitely. Are the students um, handling the circumstance pretty well? Yeah, you know what they are. You know, we have um, fairly decent homeschool population, so not much has changed for them. Um, but I do have a couple of students who I do feel bad for. They are seniors right now, yeah. and I, I, my heart goes out to all, all the seniors, all the class of twenty twenty right now. That's got to be really heartbreaking to not have your prom and your graduation and stuff like that. Um, and not, and you know, but like to be excited about the potential of college still, like, however that starts to manifest for them. I know that, like, one of my students got into Carnegie Mellon, and she's not sure if it'll be online, or if it'll be in person, but either way, she said she's really excited, so I'm, I'm happy. They, I would say this generation of humans rolls with the punches super easy, and they're, like, very adaptable, and, like, very creative, like we gave them a platform that's just like film 15 to 60 seconds. And they're like, okay. And now you have TikTok, and it's the greatest thing that's ever existed. I still don't understand this TikTok thing. I'm too old. But oh no. I thought I was too old. And every morning I wake up, my eyes spring open. I go, I wonder what's on TikTok because it's just insane people doing insane stuff. And I love it. A lot of lip syncing, I guess. You would think. That's what the media tells you what it is. But it's also a lot of people reading each other's texts. And I like that. Okay. Well, <laughs> anybody's welcome to read my text. It's very unexciting. You don't have a lot of tea to spill? No. I do. I, if, if I'm on the tea spilling, I do it either on the phone or right now Zoom calls. But I'm oh, in person. It. I don't like to put things down. I don't like oh, to okay. Down. You don't want a paper trail. No. Oh, see, that's wise. Yeah, so. I think you probably got caught with like a note in fifth grade and it just scarred you. No, it's more about my job, unfortunately. Oh, that job. Yeah. That job. Darn these jobs. It, it gets in the way of all the that's... fun text messaging <laughs> crap. I don't know. <laughs> so your work at AG47, did it inspire you to go on and get a master's degree? It did. It did. I was always like, I'm going to be a painter and an artist and I'm going to make portraits for the rest of my life. And then I started working with kids and being like, oh my gosh, I can teach you all of this stuff that like I'm super inspired by. Like I can just make a project about the golden records or like, I don't know, ciphers. We'll just make ciphers one day. You know what I mean? And then I was like, oh, this is the best. I love learning about things and I love like engaging people with stuff. So yeah, I went on, I, I work well with kids, surprisingly. Uh, they like when you do a little swear every once in a while. That's the key. And uh, they're, yeah, they're, they're listening for it. The whole Yeah, they're, they're waiting for it. They've got little like satellite ears. Um, but yeah, I'm getting my master's at DePaul University right now. I've got one more year. Uh, hopefully I get to student teach. We'll see. But yeah, it's been awesome. I, guess, I mean, you can student teach on Zoom, right? I can student teach on Zoom. It's a little different with classroom management, but we'll see. I, I bet it's a lot harder with classroom I, management. I bet so. Well, it's, yeah. I think sometimes it's hard for people to show up every day to something that feels like it's not mandatory. I get that. Yeah. I'd, I feel checked out, too, so much. Like, Zoom 
gives you a weird fatigue. So I think there's got to be some more creative uh, ways of engaging people eventually. The Zoom fatigue is real. That's it's what real. I hear. I know. You love it, though. I can tell. You're just, you're in, you I just, just woke like up. I on it all day, every day. And then I have to, like, go back to reality. It's kind of like when you yeah. put the VR glasses on. Like yes. The VR. Then you yes. take them off and you like go back into the world. You have, yeah. I mean, I'm staring at a computer screen. It's a giant computer screen, and I just stare at it all day long. Mm -hmm. Then my wife gets home. I'm like, "Oh, you're real. Let me touch you." <laughs> I saw some tweet that was like, "Little screen, little screen, medium screen, medium screen, medium screen, big screen, really big screen, little screen, sleep." And I was like, "Oh, oh, that's my life." Darn you, tweet. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty accurate. I know it's crazy. It's like, but also, what was I really doing before this besides just like having a little car time in between my screen times? My my commute is like two and a half minutes to work. So. So you live in the school? You live in one of the wards? I do. I do. I live in the tunnels. So, <laughs> That's no, the I, chill cave. <laughs> yeah, the chill cave is the tunnel. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, it's no, where they kept all the bodies real cold. We. I'd like to keep it cold down here. Um, <laughs> no, I just live really close. Um, you know, it was intentional when we bought our house. I got it by the school, but it's like, I can't listen to a whole song. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. So people are like, do you listen to podcasts on your uh, on your commute? I'm like, I can't hit the start button on that yeah. commute. I hear no. the Madison Reed ad and then it's done. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, that's kind of nice though, but it's also, do you feel like you have a separation? I mean, you're not even really going in now. No, do I'm not going, like I mean, I'm the, like one of the one people who still go in to do things on campus. Wow. So, um, and it's not, it, you know, for me, I don't have kids, you know, mm -hmm. so that's, that's one good thing. I can, you know, come to campus at 10 o'clock at night if something's going on and it's not a big deal, but yeah. Honestly, I can go home and eat great. lunch or take my dog out or, you know, get a package off the front porch. And it's Isn't that what it should have been the whole time, though? Like, shouldn't that just sort of be the free range jobs that we expect from responsible adults? Yeah. I know. Should, I, think, but... I think that's why I, like, avoided the idea of becoming an art educator right out of high or out of college mm -hmm. because i was like i don't want to like answer to the man i don't want to have a boss i don't want to wake up at 6 a.m i'm sick of this i've been doing it for you know 16 years i don't want to do it anymore and uh yeah i got real used to not having a boss that's gonna be very different going back in yeah, maybe you'll get a cool boss you know what they say that about principals they say they're always really cool and chill <laughs> All right. My aunt was a principal, I guess. She's Is cool. she cool and chill? She's cool. She's chill. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you're totally, you're in for I it. I don't know. I'm looking for a job. <laughs> but she's retired now, but she probably got connections. Cool. Got I connects. love that. Yeah. yeah. Great. Perfect. Hook me up. So how do you get re-inspired when you feel checked out? Um, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Rob. How do you feel inspired when you feel checked out? Um, PG-13 audience, please. <laughs> oh, my bad, my bad. Um, that uh, that's a really good question. I think so. Like, I have friends that like to do like the NaNoWriMo's and like the like thirty day Inktober's and stuff like that, and that that's really helpful for them to like wake up and have a prompt waiting for them every day. That is not how I work. I kind of have to be forced to work. 
So what I'll do is I'll take on commissions and because I have commissions then I like will want to doodle or make my own thing afterwards as sort of like a break from the work. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, so totally. like in a weird way, my creativity is from working. Oh, that's depressing to say out loud. Yeah, you need to come up with a better story. Um, <laughs> that's fair. That's super, super fair. So, uh, yeah, you're an illustrator. I am. And then you found your way into comedy. How did that, how did that transition happen? That's such a good question. You're good with the questions. Um, Somebody else wrote them. Don't worry. <laughs> I, I was always in theater and speech and performance and stuff like that in high school. And then I ended up going to the School of the Art Institute for college. Um, I followed my friend Nicole there. I thought that would be a great place for me. Little did I know that it was a conceptual art school and not more of a traditional art school. And conceptual art schools are very, very, very different than what you think art school is going to be. It's sort of like what like Hollywood laughs at as like artists, mm-hmm. where it's like, it's a girl and she just laid an egg and inside the egg is money. And that's her final performance. And you're like, what did I just watch? I just drew somebody's face. So no, like my art's not that good. That so I is SAIC like, in, a, in a little bubble is, right there. That is exactly right. Um, so I felt very like alienated there. I have always had a sense of humor and a sense of humor didn't really feel like it coincided with conceptual art, unless you're like a Klaus Oldenburg or like a Tracy Amon, who's like, this is kind of weird, right? It's all very informal and comedy is, is not that. And I had a great professor who sort of encouraged me to start making animations with my stories that I would tell in class. And from there, I started telling them on stage and I fell in love with it. I loved it. Um, is it my parents' dream that I did this? No, but have they seen me in nine years? No. So that's great. Um, all right. <laughs> yeah, but that being said, I think it um, it helped me be a better public speaker. And in that public speaking, I am better able to um, connect with people. And through that connection, I found education. So, like in a weird backwards way, I found my way back to my original my original major at SAIC. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um like doing stand up or open mic was something that we were kind of required, but not required to do um, in my MFA program. No um, way. Yeah. Where'd um, you get your MFA? Uh, University of South Florida in Tampa, Florida. Okay. My fiance is from Orlando. Yeah. Or close. Yeah. So USF, um, they have a really awesome MFA program. And that was one of the, one of the classes, um, in the grad program, I think it was the second one in the, the sequence, everyone had to um, choose something that was important to them yeah. and take everyone else in the class and basically throw them into it. Which, oh, okay. Um, and, and someone, they were a poet and so they did, uh, made us all go to open mic night. Um, was was pretty good i mean it was a good experience understanding that being able to talk being able yeah. to like command an audience which prepares you for teaching yeah um but i also did night canoeing which i am not an outdoorsy person no i am not a uh hang not out a with wildlife person. uh-uh no way and i i don't like black water no thank you 
Yeah, this is in Florida, and there's a four by eight sign um, when you walk in that says you could die if you do not follow these rules. No, we no. Go out there, and there's all these little beady eyes <gasps> staring at you, um, like alligators. They were just out there, and I'm kind of a little bit terrified. And I had a friend from Montana and another, you know, guy that was there, and they were just like, "I, if somebody comes up, if an alligator comes up, just hit him with your paddle." I'm like, I no. Hate this. I hate this. <laughs> no, it was a, you know, it was a good experience. Oh sure, I mean, you got certainly out of everyone's comfort zone there. Yeah, totally. And yeah. I had to do yoga. Okay. You know, it was the only time I did yoga, and I could see it being beneficial. But for me, it was mm -hmm. an hour of sitting there going, "There's so much stuff I should be doing right now." Mm -hmm. And like, what's funny is that's exactly what it makes you confront. It's just being like, but I guess I had to stay here because my shoulders hurt from doing so much work all the time. It sucks. I hate, I hate hearing my own breath. So yoga is not for me. Yeah, I it was, it was not, it was not fun. We had a very similar class at uh, SAIC with my, one of my favorite professors, Brian Torrey Scott, rest in peace. He was the best. My first class with him was called Ridiculousness, and I was uh, obsessed. It was just talking about absurdism and, like, pataphysics and, like, Alfred Jarry and, like, all this crazy stuff. Oh, nice. But, like, also we would watch, like, Corey Haim movies. Um, Which one? Which one? I, the one that he, like, starred in that's, like, about his life. It's Corey. Oh, okay. Very yeah. good. Dream and a then, Little Dream is one of my favorite films of all time. Corey Haim. That is Feldman. such a good movie. <laughs> Uh, and then he had one, he had a class called Adventures, which was essentially that class that you're talking about where everyone took the class on an adventure. It's, it's amazing. You get to know people, you get yeah. to step out of your comfort zone. I highly recommend doing something like that. Yeah. Or like figuring out just like with your friends, like, Hey, we're going to do an adventure once a week or once every two weeks. And like one person's going to leave and we'll just meet at this certain place and we'll just go. We, uh, me and a group of my friends tried to do um, online, since this has happened, we tried to play Dungeons and Dragons. First of all, yeah. none of us have ever played Dungeons mm -hmm. and Dragons. So you don't have a dungeon master. Um, I bought a box on Amazon that came with everything. Mm -hmm. And then I opened it the first night we decided to meet, pulled the plastic off, and then I just read for like an hour, read to the class about uh -huh. this and no one understands it no it's too advanced for all of our minds doesn't make any sense to me um but that being said i have a friend who dms and like it's like all about like knowing the story super well and then just like knowing what could potentially happen like with these sort of like dice rolls and just being like oh so we're in this cabin and like oh you you're bringing fire into this like oh and then the barmaid's scared she's running she's screaming like, I can't do that. That's, that's improv. That's not stand up. That's improv. Not yeah, for me. I'm, I, I don't know. We're going to try it again. We, we kind of abandoned the D and D idea after a few weeks, we found other games that are much easier to play. Okay. Um, I said, we'll try it again in real life, in real life, in three dimensions. I think that's a much better idea. Also like finding someone who's probably played before. Well, so that was kind of the idea to yeah. get away from that because Usually people who are into D&D, &D, hmm. they're going to judge you because you don't understand it. Sure. See, I think you think that. And then you have people who are like, oh, come join us. Come over yeah. here. Yeah. Maybe so. Maybe yeah, maybe. So. I don't know. So what's keeping you entertained right now? 
what's keeping me entertained? I torture my cat a lot. I like chase her and I touch her paws. She hates that. Um, we're best friends, but also I don't think she thinks I'm her best friend, but I am. Psychological um, torture. Psychological torture. I'm doing, um, I just finished, oh, it's right here. Just finished a large embroidery. You can't read it because it has a swear word, but I've been doing like large uh, scale embroidery stuff just to like have something to do with my hands all the time. Um, I'm working on a big painting. I'm making a list of like art education resources in Chicago for an independent study. I'm doing like trying to like spread myself too thin again, which is terrible. It's just like out of habit when we're literally forced to be not doing that right now, but it's instinct. Also, when you're a creative, like you have all these creative threads that you just start pulling mm -hmm. and then you can't stop. And then you're doing this and like pulling from all over. Yeah, no, totally. It's one of those things where for me, it's like, I just want to do something every day work from the minute I get up to mm -hmm. the time I pass out. But yes. then there's like one day every week or every two weeks. I'm like, I'm going to stay in bed for 27 hours. I'm not going to do anything and no one can make me. I'm going to play Animal Crossing, another thing that I'm doing, until uh, it's nighttime again. And then I'm going to still be playing. Yeah. What is this? What is this Animal Crossing? I see the kids talking about it. All the kids. Yeah. See me? I'm the cool 34-year-old that loves TikTok and Animal Crossing. Um... So it is a video game on Switch where essentially you're given a little like piece of an island. You recruit people to come live there. You have a mortgage. Um, you sell fruit. You go fishing. You find bugs. You build a museum. Um, you trade things. I have like a weird like I built like a bathroom and like a retro kitchen in my in my house and like I have a weird like spooky room with like a clamshell bed and a bunch of skeletons. Like it's fun. It's very silly. It's just distraction. It's like it's like having a list of chores in your head, but they're not real chores. Okay. Yeah. Can you like form a cult and mm -hmm. get other people to come in? Mm -hmm. That's what mm -hmm. I always wanted to do, always did with the Sims. I try to See, my friend was asking the difference between Sims and Animal Crossing the other day and I was like, "Well, you can't lock any of these animals in a room and make them pee themselves." Like, you just, you can't, like, the whole thing is just, like, everyone's very nice, and it's like, thank you for the hat, bye. Like, it's, it's pleasant. It is just pleasant. And after staring at a screen that is just fire all day, it's kind of nice to just have a little pleasant, soft town that I go to, like, build playgrounds. I'm, I'm with it. So I just want you to know, my producer gave me a note saying it's the great British baking show of games. That is correct. That is correct. That is 100% what it is. It just, it's like nice. Everybody's constantly winning and they're just happy that you're there. And they're like, you're challenging yourself. And that's all we ask of you. All right. Well, people have been trying to get me to get on it. I have the switch. <laughs> okay. I, you know, maybe. What's your game on switch? Um, makes me so um so i use it when i travel okay so it's like the airplane sitting in oh, a yeah. hotel that's that, what we use it's the best yeah um i play a lot of um nba 2k like okay basketball mm -hmm. because you can stop it in the middle you know that was very thing. sweet that you cleared up what the nba was for me yeah it's basketball <laughs> um for those of you who don't know I, I don't know i mean 
you're in Chicago. There hasn't been a really good basketball team since the, the 90s. Um, There's currently a very good documentary about that, by the way, yeah, in case you uh, were planning on watching it. My wife has complained that um, I've watched it on repeat since it's come out. I was like, but there's two episodes every week. Uh, every week. And they're really good. Yeah, Dennis Rodman was my favorite basketball player. Oh, yeah, he was mine, too. So. He was everybody's. Yeah. I, the, all, like, all the kids in my school were like, Tony Kukoc is actually cool. And it was like, no, it's not, David. No, no. Dennis, all day. D- d- <sighs> I hope you find David and smack him now. Yeah, he's probably, like, a nurse in Neighborville. I'll find him. <laughs> It'll be easy. Um... <laughs> anyways but okay so nba and then anything else um me and a couple of my friends were traveling um recently and they both had their switches with them and we all went out and bought the mortal Kombat game oh so we could it? we could play um yeah. that um i do have i think i have the mario but it's mainly nba i play the nba game a lot mario galaxy it's galaxies for the switch or is that this Mark? is the one with the hat. The one with the hat. hat what was that one called? It was awesome. It's like one of the best video games I've ever played. Because it's just endless things to find in each level. Uh, I did Breath of the Wild, though. And yeah. that is, oh, beautiful. What a time suck. Zelda, right? Oh, it's fin- yeah, Zelda. Fantastic. I never played a Zelda game before in my life. I bought it for my fiance. And I said, here, nerd, uh, leave me alone. Leave me be. And then I got addicted to it. Which, coincidentally, is the exact same thing that happened with Animal Crossing, except he bought it for me, and now he's got a spooky little dungeon for a bedroom. It's hilarious. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, a friend of mine told me, this about a year, year and a half ago, um, he was like, you know, I know you're really stressed. You really should buy the Spider-Man video game for PlayStation. I heard it's amazing. And just swing. He's like, just going and swinging back and forth is like the most therapeutic thing in the world. And sure enough, he is right. <laughs> sure uh, enough, I don't need therapy, Monica. Yeah, I, I haven't really um, attacked anybody. I just sit around and swing just all day. Spider-Man shouldn't be attacking people. He protects. It, well, you know. He protects, but he also attacks. He, so. he only attacks mean. after being provoked, I guess. Yeah. yeah, 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 when he sees bad stuff. Exactly. Spider-Man's probably the best one, right? best superhero yeah i mean yeah superman then batman superman yeah superman like but is he just like too perfect he's definitely too perfect Mm -hmm. he's just got everything remember kill bill that the the speech in kill bill that makes you like superman a little bit more oh yeah good one well also you know bruce wayne's a billionaire and they can't be trusted i know I am not a billionaire, so I will agree with that. If that ever changes, I will call you up and say, hey, I have a billion dollars. Hey, have some money. Have some money. Have a little money. I just want to scrooge McDuck. I just want to scrooge McDuck and swim in the money. That man, that that duck, he should have broken his neck. That was very unsafe. Uh, You know, it's cartoon money. (laughs) All right, so couple more questions so much of what um so much of what you're doing and what you do is centered around community Mm -hmm. how are you staying connected to that community right now that's really sweet um so right now i run two shows i run a show called late late breakfast um which is like a comedy game show and then um 
my my real baby is something called Chicago Underground Comedy. And that's, we're in our 15th year. We'll have our 15th birthday in June. Um, so what we're doing, we're trying to find a way that's not, like I was talking at the beginning of this conversation, that's not just a bunch of people in their bedrooms being like, quarantine's weird, right? Because that's depressing and no one wants to see it. And it's not escapism, personally. So what we're doing is we're doing a film fest, which means all of our friends who are connected, usually on the coast, New York and LA, there's a lot of comedy industry there. But also, you know, we have friends in Denver and Omaha and, and Madison and Minneapolis that are awesome comedians who are sitting on these like little treasure troves of videos that they've been making. And I just, we're trying to raise money for our venue currently, whatever we can do to support the staff just so they feel the love. And then, uh, yeah, just trying to do stuff with AG47. And other than that, we're trying to raise money for all of the art. Like, there's so many, like, art relief funds mm-hmm. right now that we're trying to find the right ones to contribute to to help out our fellow collectives and stuff like that. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. It's also sad, but it's awesome. I know, it's sad, but it's like, I, it, it's sort of how I personally felt, not to get political, it's how I personally felt when 2016 um, happened and the election happened. And it was like, okay, well, I can work in my community and I can work um with kids and i can work on a local level because that's what i can control and honestly it's the pretty much the only thing you'll be able to control in your entire life so if you want a nice place to live like work with your community find youth to work with find old people to work with Mm -hmm. find marginalized people to work with and uh yeah it feels great and they need it totally that's awesome all right so let's end on a lighter note okay if you could go back in time mm-hmm. 2019 uh-huh. visit yourself you got the time machine whatever if it's DeLorean mm-hmm. if it's a whatever Bill and Ted had the mm-hmm. phone booth mm-hmm. what would you say to yourself 2019 Meredith mm. okay great I'm starting off with just like I know that I lost 10 pounds and I know that we both feel great about that so it is gonna happen and that's awesome um <laughs> second of all Black Widow is not going to be shown in theaters. And while that is a bummer, we will eventually get to see it. Um, There's going to be a period of time. I'm not going to spoil anything. There will be a period of time where you watch a movie every single night. (laughs) And that sounds great. And uh, depending on the movie, depending on the movie, depending on the movie, turns out girl interrupted doesn't age. Well, Um, (laughs) it turns out it's just a bad movie. It's it's kind of a a bad remix of, uh, or remake of, uh, uh, cuckoo's nest but whatever we can get in that another time (laughs) 14 year old meredith is devastated um and also you know everything's gonna be on fire so like maybe start buying some beans beans and rice yeah i think that'd be my advice beans and rice what about toilet paper would you tell yourself to get toilet paper no i'm team bidet baby we got two in this house worth it the Tushy? Did you go Tushy? No, we've had it for a couple of years. It's like a Japanese brand. Oh, nice. That... Can you read the instructions? Mm, we can. My roommate's one. Anytime you sit down, the seat is already heated. Incredible. Incredible. Um, and then, yeah, his has some Japanese on it. Mine, mine is just wash, hot, <laughs> cold. That's all you need. I don't even know if you need the hot. I, you don't need the hot. People are scared. I was scared before I got it, so I got one with the hot option. You don't need it. It turns out your body is just fine. Go cold. Yeah. Go cold. It turns out that area of your body is already kind of warm. So, you know, like, yeah. Cool it down. Yeah, cool it down. 
Woof, cool down. Exactly. Well, Meredith, <laughs> this has been an awesome time chatting with you. I thank, thank you, you so me. much for yeah. being here. Of course, literally anytime. I'm glad that we got to meet and chat. For sure. I hope yeah. you come to Denver sometime, come by the oh. campus, show you around, show you the It tunnel. was in my plans this year, so maybe next year. I don't know. I mean, plane tickets are like $7 right now. And I've heard. I've heard. Gamble with your life going yep. on, but whatever, whatever. They let you just high five the pilot when you get on. They'll let you fly. <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> They're like, eh, whatever. Try it, you know? Couldn't be that bad. Exactly. Sully landed in the, the, the Hudson. Yeah, and he wasn't trained at all. So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, again, thank you so much, and I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to this episode. Remember, you can find links and images from today's guest on our website, remcad.edu forward slash remotely creative. And don't forget to submit your questions for us by emailing remotelycreative at remcad.edu. That's R-M-C-A-D Make sure to subscribe to Remotely Creative wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Special thanks to our team here, Gretchen Marie Schaefer, Chris Daly, Mel Kern, Josh Smith, and Madeline Austin for making today's episode possible. Until next time, take care of yourself and each other.